0: So, Corey, how do you succeed in love? And I'm talking attitude-wise, not necessarily appearances.
1: Well, part of it is you attract how you act. The people that are going to come into your life, they're going to spend time around you, you. You're drawing them into you because you're giving off the same vibe, the same energy that they are. And if you're attracting nothing but toxic people into your life, If you have a low opinion of yourself and you don't value yourself and you think poorly of yourself, you're going to attract people into your life who are going to treat you like dirt. And if you attract people into your life who are treating you like dirt because you have a low opinion of yourself, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And people continue to stay involved with toxic people because they don't believe they deserve any better. And plus, they don't stand up for themselves. And... What I mean by toxic people are people that are just not nice. They're not kind. They take advantage of you. They put you down a lot. And if you got people that are putting you down a lot, it's because they feel better about themselves because they're also low self-esteem people. But if they can belittle you and make you feel like shit, then they feel better about themselves and their life. And vice versa, it's most guys want the hot girl, Right and women want the the tom brady-esque type of successful alpha male that's going to succeed he's going to make things happen in his life but you know take tom brady for example what happens if you take a hundred attractive regular women and you put them in a room with tom brady how many of them are going to talk to him like like on his like they're on his level most of them are going to probably gush and express a lot of insecurity and a lot of fear and a lot of doubt and communicate that they're not worthy. And who's he married to? He's married to one of the most successful supermodels in the world. A woman who I think when they met, she was more successful than him, had more money than him, but they had similar experiences. They were both celebrities. He was at the top of his game. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. She was one of the top supermodels in the world worth tens of millions maybe worth hundreds of millions of dollars at this point but he you say well why didn't Tom Brady just meet some average girl off the street and marry her well he met somebody who was an equal she was she was somebody that he could admire and respect because she'd accomplished a lot of amazing things she was a very successful businesswoman as well she had her own brand just like he he did. And so they have similar experiences. They're basically on the same level. So part of the attitude is, do you feel like you deserve to be there with that person that you want? And the reality is that somebody that's insecure gets around somebody that they really like. And that's why I talk about this in my book and I see it all the time in my comments, is guys are like, why is it that the women I'm not that into are all over me, but the women that I really want don't seem to want anything to do with me. And it's because when you're with the women that you're not that into, you're acting like an, an indifferent guy. You're kind, you're funny, but you're not attached in any way. Because And so therefore, you don't feel like you're beneath them. But when these guys get around a woman that they really like, all their insecurities come out. They don't feel they're worthy. And so they act like they're not worthy. They say things that communicate that they're not worthy or when she starts trying to jerk him around he wants to be extra nice to her because he wants a chance with her whereas if it's just an average girl and she starts trying to jerk him around he's going to call her out on it he's not going to put up with it Mm -hmm. he's going to say no i don't want to do that but the woman he really likes he'll do that and eventually usually within a short period of time she sees that he doesn't have a spine he's too nice to her i know both of you have seen this where you go out with guys you think they're confident and then as you start trying to see where the boundaries and the barriers are and how strong he is, is he willing to stand up to you? Is he willing to say no to you? Is he willing to do something different if you aren't interested in it versus a guy that has no confidence in himself? And if you say, I like red Corvettes, and after he just got done telling you that he, his dream car was a blue Mustang, and he's like, I, not, not, I don't like any kind of car. Even like Those Corvettes, I'm not into those. And then you go, wow, my favorite car is a red Corvette. And then he goes from saying the best car in a world is a blue Mustang. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, I kind of always have like the, the red Corvettes and I can kind of see where you're coming from. And yeah, you know, maybe I would get a red Corvette instead of the blue one. So now, you know, he's not being authentic and real. He's basically being an ass kisser, being a pleaser because he's afraid you won't like him if, you don't like the same things he does versus a man who's confident with himself. And if he likes blue Mustangs, he's going to say, I like blue Mustangs. And then you say, well, I prefer red Corvettes. Red Corvettes are way better than blue Mustangs. Mm-hmm. A guy who's confident is going to, I think you're out of your mind. The Mustang is a much superior car. They have less problems than the Corvette has or, or whatever. Or they it got better lines. It's got a longer history, whatever it happens to be. It's unattractive, a guy changing his opinions to match yours after he just got done telling you how his opinion or his view on something was set in stone. And then as soon as you tell him you're into something different, now he's changing his opinion to match yours because he's hoping you will like him.
2: Or vice versa. You don't like girls who are going to be like, oh, yeah, I don't like coffee. Oh, I drink coffee every day. Actually, I like uh, macchiatos. Like You wouldn't like to hear that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah and i think with the whole tom brady and his model i agree like you want to date date someone who's on the same level as you not you reaching for the stars or being successful and then the other person has nothing going for them you know they're not motivating you they're not pushing you you don't have someone to like look up to in a way you know like you want to date someone who you're like it's kind of a challenge in a way like they're doing so good i want to be better you know and you guys want to keep pushing each other and you can't push someone who's like below you and they're they can't push you because they're doing way better than you ever have so i think it's good to be equals when it comes to dating someone
0: i think you also have to be mindful too it just depends on the person like if i can recall i think it's the guy who acts in the born identity matt damon right
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh he actually met his wife um she's just like a normal person yeah, she's like she's a not bartender a, i think yeah I she's she's not a celebrity or anything and he still fell for her so i feel that a lot of girls when they see a guy like tom brady married to I, a I supermodel say, i would
1: say regarding matt damon though is that she had her own opinions in her own mind she wasn't just a doormat that laid down yeah. for him and did everything that he wanted and she she had her own opinions and her own convictions and she probably didn't give a damn that he was matt damon or he was i don't know if he was that famous back then or not but the point being is that he wouldn't have stayed with her if he didn't feel like she could go toe to toe and she wouldn't tell him exactly what she thought mm-hmm.
0: i just feel like a lot of people do it based on looks like tom brady's wife is a supermodel but what he admired the most from her was that she was successful and as and she's to- his
1: biggest fan and biggest cheerleader she goes all those games she's very supportive mm-hmm. Tells him how amazing she thinks she is. I don't know if you've ever saw the documentary, which I love, uh, Tom versus Time, which is great because you see a lot of their intimate interactions. Whether it's you know when he's driving to, to practice early in the morning when it's still dark out, or at the games, or when he's getting all of his treatments done, or it's like she's his biggest fan and cheerleader, and that's what you want. You want a woman who is a ride or die with you that is into the things that you're into.
2: Question because I heard you say that in the previous video, um, do you believe opposites can attract, like, let's say we don't have anything in common. Do you believe that that relationship can be successful?
1: Well, you got to have similar goals and similar values. So if, cause I'd see this a lot in the emails that I get and Guys are dating women. Oftentimes, it may come from a broken home. The girl's got daddy issues. She's got a history of cheating. He catches her in multiple lies, hiding her phone, and, you know, he makes excuses for those things, and I remember, it was like, sometime in the past year, I talked to a guy, and he'd been with his girlfriend for like 10 years, and she cheated on him like at least a dozen or more times. He was in the military, which you see that a lot in the military, and he kept giving her chance after chance and he's, he's a good guy. He's, he had a kid from a, I think another marriage or a relationship before that. And she was kind of a, a stepmom to his kid, but she was constantly cheating on him and lying to him. And he kept catching her lies. And he kept giving her chance after chance, after chance. And i was just pointing out to him in the phone session. I was like, dude, you got to understand if you look at her actions, she doesn't value monogamy. She doesn't value loyalty. She may want to be loyal and monogamous. She may tell you that she wants to be loyal and monogamous, she may try to be loyal and monogamous. But if you look at her actions and her choices, and the fact that she's continually cheated on you, and you always gave her, you always forgave her and took her back, hoping that the next time would be different, you're enabling her behavior. And so eventually, he, he ended up cutting her off and didn't want her having anything to do with his child either. Because I said, what do, what influence do you think she's going to have? on your kid when they grow up and then they start dating that's the example you set is that dad gets cheated on by his girlfriend constantly so that kid grows up i don't remember a boy or, or girl that he had but if whatever example you set for your kids is what your kids are going to go out and follow and so if if you're dating somebody that basically is a ratchet that has no integrity but you're somebody that really values loyalty and monogamy. It's your values don't line up. And you can't make good wine from bad grapes. If somebody's a liar and they're devious, I've, you know, I'm 51 now and I've learned that people don't change who they are. They may become a better version of who they are, but they're not going to change. So the liar, the cheater, the devious person, they're just going to become better at hiding it and become smoother at keeping those things from you and being that way. But you have to see reality as it is, like we were talking about earlier. And you got to make sure you have the same value system and that you have the same goals. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can judge that, a person's character, is by what they do, not what they say. And you have to have the guts because, you know, when you're in love and you really care about somebody and you recognize that they're a liar, they're a cheater, they're not trustworthy, they, or somebody that constantly talks about what they're going to do, but they don't do it, eventually it's like you just look at what they do their words and interactions don't match. So you either put up with that, put up with the fact that that's the way they are and stay with them, or you leave and you end the relationship to find somebody whose goals and values are a match.
0: So I want to go back to the first question in terms of how guys like it when a woman has attitude and attitude in terms of being successful or being very assertive. What about in the like the opposite case where there's guys that don't like it when a woman has that attitude how do you feel about that
1: well the reality is feminine if the guy is in his masculine and he's showing up the woman's going to feel safe and comfortable trusting his leadership and following him and submitting to him but if he's acting like a bitch and he's vacillating back and forth between being masculine versus being feminine she's not going to feel safe She's not going to trust his masculine core. She's not going to trust his leadership because she can't count on him because he's inconsistent. That's going to force her to move into her masculine. And the more masculine she acts and the more feminine he acts, they're actually starting to act kind of similar. And you you end up getting the vibe where, and this happens in heterosexual relationships, gay relationships, as well as lesbian relationships. You've got to have that sexual polarity. One of them's got to be the masculine one. The other one's going to be the strong feminine one. And the more they're in that polarity, that's the polarity is what attracts people to one another. But the closer the polarity is to each other, they become roommates. It's like when we were talking last week or the week before about pursuing when it's 50-50. When I, I'm talking to a guy and you know, I was like, well, what what percent were you reaching out first? And what percent was she reaching out first? And the guy goes, it's 50-50. I go, I, I already say it's like, usually i say something, I say, well, when it's 50-50, it's just a matter of time before you get friend-zoned. It's as predictable as the sun coming up in the east and setting in the west because you're not leading, you're kind of the same. And for a woman who's feminine and likes a strong masculine man, when he acts too effeminate and she has to move into her masculine, she's going to get bitchy. She doesn't like it because shes he's not being the leader. She doesn't feel like she can trust him that he's going to take care of what he needs to take care of. And it's like, it's, I mean, it's happened every single phone session I've ever had. And I've done thousands and thousands of them over the last 15 years. And when a guy tells me it's 50, 50, then, you know, when I say, well, it's, you're, you're going to get friend zoned at that point. He says, well, wait, I'll get to that point. And it's Mm -hmm. like, so it's so predictable. It's like, once you understand human nature, then it becomes pretty easy to understand men and women, why they do what they do. Well, without the strong sexual polarity, there's not going to be a strong sexual attraction. And the sex is not going to be there. The guy's going to constantly be getting rejected because he's acting like a chick, basically. and She wants a man, not a boy or not another woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: No one wants
1: a little boy. You don't want to teach a, a boy how to be a man. You already want him to know how to be a man so he can follow his leadership.
2: Exactly. mm mm-hmm.